Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of Be You with Declan Edwards. As always, I am your host, and I'm incredibly excited to dive into today's topic. Now, this week on the show, I'm going to be sharing with you guys probably one of the biggest takeaways I've had in my own personal development and well-being journey over the past three months. And it's definitely not a new concept. It's the idea of doing less. So when less is more. And the reason I say it's not a new concept, obviously, there's the minimalists and minimalism as a movement last year, Um, Marie Kondo earlier this year. This is nothing mind-blowingly new, but it really has had a profound difference in my life in both my well-being and my personal development. I'm talking personally and professionally here. So if you're someone who finds yourself increasingly becoming stressed, overwhelmed, anxious, and just burnt out, or you're someone who just finds that there's nowhere near enough time in your day, make sure you listen to this episode because that's exactly how I was feeling a few months ago. And a lot of the concepts I'm going to share on this week's episode are how I've helped change that and overcome that. So with that said, let's jump straight into it. Do you ever have those days where you wake up and you look at your calendar and you instantly think, how the hell am I going to get all of this done in one day? You know, it seems these days that we're increasingly being told to do more and more and more and more and more. You know, we're chasing be faster, stronger, fitter, more successful, and everything is about acquiring more. It's about having more stuff. It's about fitting more things into your day. It's about doing more at the gym. It's about performing on a higher load at work. And we're, as a culture, we're becoming obsessed with this idea of more is better. But is that always the case? Now, for me, I mean, I'm going to be real with you guys. I bought into that so much, especially professionally. You know, at BU, we've been um, incredibly fortunate enough to be making a real impact in people's personal development and well-being, and that has really connected with people and resonated with people. And so we found ourselves growing quite well. And I found myself as the CEO and founder of BU getting addicted to that growth. And before I knew it, there was sort of this ego caught up in the more staff we have, the more successful we are, the more programs we're putting out, the more successful we are, the you know, more tours we're doing, the more stops on the tour, the more everything. Like it just had to be bigger. Everything had to be bigger and better than the last time. And I'll be honest with you guys, it got to the point where around mid this year, so for those listening at a later date, that's mid-2019, we did an 11-city tour in 16 days. And I hit the wall after that. But I didn't even really have time to process it because within a couple of days of finishing the tour, I was straight on a plane to the US to live and work in Dallas for a month. So I never really had the opportunity to stop and go, well, hang on, is this working? Like personally and professionally, is this actually good for the company? Is this good for me? Is this good for anyone involved? And when I did have the opportunity to actually see that, I'd be lying if I said to you guys that I saw that by my own choice. Now, it's funny. People always say, 
you know, you've been in coach for years, shouldn't you be done by now? And my answer to that is always, well, just because your teeth are clean, does that mean you stop brushing them? Like personal development and well-being isn't a destination where you get there and you're done. It is an ongoing journey. It is a habit. It is consistency. And there's always room to learn and grow. And I'll be honest with you guys, sometimes I don't uh, make the changes that would be really beneficial for me until I get a bit of a rude wake-up call from life. If you've ever been to one of our live events, you may have heard me say, life gives three warnings when it's time to make change. First, it'll poke. And then if you ignore the poke, you'll get a push. And if you ignore the push, you get a punch. And life throws a mean right hook. Now, I'm fortunate I don't feel I got to the stage with a punch this time around. I definitely got the push. Coming off that 11-city tour in 16 days, um, going straight to the US, trying to fit in a lot of stuff with my health and um, basically trying to cram more and more on my to-do list each day, it got to the point where I was feeling really demotivated and exhausted and fatigued. I think if I kept going down that route, I would have got the punch from life. Maybe I would have gotten sick. I would have burnt out. Something would have happened. There was a big right hook. But in this case, I started to see the right hook being wound up. I went, okay, something has got to change here because this isn't sustainable. This is not working. And funnily enough, uh, as, as happens in personal development, sometimes the universe just has our back and it will do things that end up being a huge blessing, but at the time seem like a major inconvenience. I always say to people, like, the best things we can do in times of change is ask ourselves, well, how might this be a blessing in disguise? Like, How might this be good for me? Maybe years from now, how will I look back on this and be grateful for it and go, that was really handy. And now... For me, that came in the form of our team nearly halving in size in three months. Um, it, it came off the back of a few of the team members at BU going, hey, you know, my my heart lies elsewhere. I believe in the vision of BU. I believe in what you guys are doing, but I've found something I want to do more. Making the choice to leave, which of course then meant there were more tasks that needed to be done. And in my normal keep busy, do as much work as possible, you know, style of living. And if anyone is listening who is an overachiever, um, like I'm sure you guys can resonate with this. It's like being still and slowing down just normally isn't in our vocabulary. So I found myself taking on more and more and more and more right when I was starting to feel that I couldn't do that and it was unsustainable too. And I think that was the beauty of it. That was the wake-up call. That was when I really had things put into perspective to go this can't keep going this way. And so it forced me to sit down and go, what are the basics? What are the fundamentals? And now, of course, that started professionally. You know, I looked at BU as a company. I looked at our movement, our organization. I went, what are our fundamentals? What are the basics that when we do those well, we make a huge impact in people's lives, we make a difference, and we grow as a movement? And we realized that we'd taken our eye off the fundamentals. There was so much extra fluff that we were doing that was not as important as just getting those core fundamentals really down pat. And that was interesting for me because I started to then take that concept of of doing less but doing it well, and I started applying that to my personal life. So I started to look at my health. You know, with my health, I was so worried about getting my nutrition like perfect about going to the gym consistently on this perfect exercise regime and really trying to do things 
perfect, but also do a lot of it. It was almost that all or nothing approach of I'm either going to go to the gym and eat really well and sleep really well and do that five, six days a week, or I'm going to do none of it. And if you are someone who does tend to be that all or nothing sort of character, again, I'm imagining you're sitting here going, oh man, that's how I operate. That's what I do. But it can't work in the real world because the real world is not black and white. It's not all or nothing. It's in the shades of gray. And so again, I sat down and went, okay, if I was to only focus on three things in my health, what would they be? And the key thing here is to not just go, oh, exercise, sleep, nutrition. That's too broad. Like, what do you actually mean by that? It wasn't actionable. So for me, I just jotted down. I was like, okay, if I was to only focus on three things, one of them would be moving for at least 30 minutes a day, six days a week. Now, what that movement is doesn't matter right now. It can be going to the gym, it can be going for a walk, taking the dog to the park, going to the beach, but getting away from the desk and moving my body. Just keep it real simple. And then I went, okay, so that's one for my health. Well, what would the second thing be? Well, my nutrition. One of the fundamentals to the nutrition would be to, for me, I, I really enjoy intermittent fasting. I'm not saying that's for everyone, but I do feel better if I don't have breakfast in the morning. So for me, it was, okay, focus on doing a really good lunch and dinner. Don't worry too much about breakfast. That's just what works well for me. Again, that is not advice to everyone out there. It's fine what works for you. And then the third one for me was to treat the bedroom as somewhere for, and if you've listened to my podcast recently on sleep, you'd know that I recorded that at a time when I was really exploring this. Um, Treat the bedroom as somewhere for sleep and sex and that's it, right? Like don't eat in bed, don't watch movies in bed, really start to get back to the basics and fundamentals there. So those are my fundamentals for health. And you know what I've found? Since just focusing on those three things and doing them well, I feel so much better. Like when we take away the complexity and the overcomplication of health, it's so much easier to act upon it and to build into a habit. And that's where you actually get the results and the benefits from. And so I began thinking, well, how else can I do this? Can I apply this to uh, my financial life? And again, I had all these complex plans in place for my finances. And I sat back and went, if I just cover my fundamentals, what are my bare bones basics? Okay, so one bare bones basics for me is paying off the mortgage ahead of time. So I sat down and went, that's, that's a high priority for me. That's one of the basics that set that up to come out automatically each week. We're paying out um, the mortgage quicker than planned. The second one was putting aside a bit of money in investment. And for me, I use an app. If, if you're interested in investing, I'm definitely not an expert in it. You can, I've got an upcoming podcast episode that you guys will love with one of our guest experts in finances, all about money mindset and investing. But for me, I just use the app Raise, which just rounded up money every time I spent, like say I bought a coffee for $4.50, it rounds up to five bucks, takes the 50 cents and off it goes into an investment portfolio. So I just set that up to be nice and automatic, not have to think about it. And then the last one was uh, travel. You know, my wife and I have a, a high value on travel. We love taking holidays together. We try and travel as often as possible. So that needed to be something that happened automatically as well. So we have a little safety account where the money goes automatically. Um, that's used for any unexpected surprises. And then also we use part of that towards our holidays and our travel. Of course, after doing all of those three basics, I then had to go, okay, those are my fundamentals covered. Let's make sure I'm still hitting my 
basic needs. You know, do we have enough money to put food on the table and all that basic stuff, which, um, you know, it's just about working with your numbers. But again, rather than going, oh, super complicated, like choose individual stocks or, uh, you know, have five different accounts that the money moves to and blah, 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 blah. I just took it back to the basics. What are the things that matter to me? What do I value in life? And where can I place my money automatically to reflect that? And so this idea of doing less but doing it well has already affected my health. It's affected my financial life. And the next step for me was to go, okay, what about in my relationships, especially in my social life? Is this about having perhaps less contacts in my life, but having more frequent contact with them? So I'm talking now about the idea of quality in relationships and real deep relationships rather than quantity of connections. We do live in a world at the moment that is more socially connected than ever, but loneliness is consistently on the rise in Western countries. And that worries me. I think it's a massive problem. And I started to notice it in myself. Like running your own business, being an entrepreneur can be quite lonely. Um, And so I started to go, well, hang on, what if I just focus on not going out as frequently, not going to as many networkings and doing all these surface level connections, but just really deeply connecting with a few people. And I've felt, again, much better from doing that. And you know what's fascinating? When you start to focus on doing less, but doing it well, not only do you get better results in every area of life, but you feel better whilst you do it. And it suddenly seems like you have more time. Because here's the thing with time. When I was being so busy and trying to add more and more and more and more to my plate, like imagine a plate, for example, right? And you just keep adding more and more and more and more things to it. Eventually, you're going to hit the edges of the plate. The plate doesn't get any bigger. And so you've got to start piling it up, but then it becomes precarious. Like what happens if the food falls off the plate? What if it becomes a mess? Like what if things are buried underneath each other? It's hard to get to them. That's exactly what it's like with time. Like you don't actually ever get more time in your day. You can't expand that plate. So if you keep heaping things onto it, you're just filling up the room there. Whereas when you, and then the problem with that is if you've already got so much on your plate and then a great opportunity comes along or something that really matters to you comes along, or maybe it's, you know, your favorite dessert comes along. People go, would you like some on your plate? You've got no room for it. And so then you stress about how you're going to try and fit it onto the plate. It's the same with time, right? Like if, if your calendar and your day schedule is always so full, A, it's going to be damn hard to get through it all. B, if a great opportunity comes along that you would like to add to it, it's damn hard to and you'll stress about it. And C, even if you do get through it, I don't know if you've ever been to an all-you-can-eat buffet and you've filled your plate to the brim and then eaten it all. Like, yeah, you might have got through it, but I guarantee you're going to feel pretty shit afterwards. And it's, again, the same with our calendar. Like, if you have this massively full day plan, you can get through it all it's unlikely you're actually going to feel really good at the end of the day. I know for me, I was ticking off more in a day than a lot of people I knew were doing in a week, but I felt exhausted by it. I didn't feel good about it. There was always that little voice in the back of the head that said, yeah, but there's still more to be done. There's still more you could be doing. 
And as I began to change that conversation with myself, change that self-talk and go, okay, that's just focused on the basics. That's just focused on the fundamentals. My plate began to clear. And suddenly the act of you know, chewing through those tasks, as it were, if we're going to use the plate analogy still, became enjoyable. Like if you have a smaller meal on that plate, but it is high quality, it's good for you, it's delicious, you're actually going to enjoy eating it. Right? It's the same with our tasks on our day plan. If you focus on doing less, but doing it well and doing stuff that actually really matters and makes a difference in your life, it becomes so much more enjoyable to do and you can actually be present during it. I noticed for myself that when I took this approach of less is more, of doing less but doing it better, I could actually be there when I was doing them because my mind wasn't thinking, oh shoot, I've only got half an hour set aside for this today. And then I need to go do something else on the task. Then I need to go move on to the next project. I could actually sit down and be really enjoy my workout at the gym. I could really enjoy quality time with my wife. I could really enjoy, um, you know, do, even something as normally as unenjoyable as doing the chores. Because again, I'll say it's not about not having enough time. It's about using the time that you do have effectively. We all have the same size plate. We all have the same 24 hours in a day. And yes, we will all have different fundamentals that need to go on that plate. I'm not a parent yet. So I don't have on my plate all the fundamentals that come with being a parent. So that's important to sort of recognize and put there. Some people who are listening to this aren't business owners. So they don't have all the fundamentals that come with owning a business and being responsible to a team. It's about you going, what are the fundamentals on my plate? What really matters? Now, if you're struggling to identify that, a great way to identify it is to, you know, it's classic. I'm reading um, the Steve Jobs biography at the moment. It's amazing if you haven't read it. And it talks about, you know, Steve's big thing with Apple was let's do less. I think when he got kicked out of Apple, he came back X amount of years later. I forget the exact number. And they had so many products on the line at that time. And he came in and said, we need to do way less. And he drew up on a whiteboard four quadrants and said, you know, you guys have the afternoon to put one product in each of those quadrants. And we're just going to focus on those four products. We're going to scrap everything else. We're just going to focus on doing four products really, really well. And of course, we know those products. iPhone, iPad, MacBook. Right? We know the, the, the great things that came from these, this idea of less is more. And we see it time and time again. I mentioned at the start of this episode the idea of minimalism, of having less material crap, to put it simply, less stuff around you that clutters your home and your life and your mind and just getting back to the fundamentals of what really matters to you. Now, the reason I mentioned Steve Jobs is rumor has it he had a great approach where he would ask himself, he'd look in the mirror each day and say to himself, if I was to die today, would I be happy doing what I'm about to do with my day? And now it's unrealistic to say that the answer should always be yes. Of course, you're going to have days 
that suck. You're going to have days where there's sacrifice. You're going to have days that aren't great. But what Steve did was go, when the answer was no, too many days in a row and for too long, it was the signal that I needed that something had to change. And that's where you start to get clarity around, well, okay, no, I wouldn't be happy if I died at the end of today. I wouldn't be happy with what I'm doing today. You start to ask, well, what would I be happy doing? What really matters to me? And I can't give you that answer. But as you identify that answer for yourself, well, now it becomes about prioritizing it. That is one of your core fundamentals. That is one of the core food groups that belongs on your plate. And lying to ourselves and telling ourselves that we don't have time for those things is really cheating ourselves out of a meaningful life. It's not fair to anyone around. It's not fair to us. It's bullshit, to be honest. Because when we say, I don't have time for something, what we're actually saying is, this isn't a priority. When we have the plate as an example, we're not saying, oh, the plate isn't big enough. We're saying, I've already got so much other stuff on the plate that I'd prefer to consume. So let's put that in perspective. You know, if one of your fundamentals is health and well-being and you're not following through on it, what you're actually saying is all the other stuff that you're filling your calendar and your time with is a higher priority than your health and well-being. Now, if you can say that and stand by it, hats off to you. Like, honestly, if you can go, hey, right now I've got some other things in my life that are a much higher priority than my health and well-being. Awesome. Like, honestly, if you can say that and, and stand by it, go for it. But if you say that and... And something inside of you just goes, that's fucked. Like, that is not okay. There's your wake-up call, guys. For me, I went through our entire company and I went, what is the highest priority here? Am I saying that this is a higher priority than this? And if that didn't feel right, then there was a signal to change. In my personal life, I did the same. I've gone from trying to fit so, so much into my day to now feeling like I actually have it's so weird. It's like I have time, but I know that I don't have any more time. I'm just using the time I have better. I'm using the space on the plate more effectively. So as you listen to this podcast, as you and I have this conversation, ask yourself, what are your fundamentals in life? What are your basics? What are the things that if they were a priority, If they were the things that you ate on the plate first, you know, growing up, I was always told, eat your veggies first. What are the things that you know are good for you? And how can you make them a priority to eat them first as as it would be? Because as you start to focus on, as you escape this narrative of you need to do more to be happy, you need to do more to be successful. It's always more, 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 more. And you start to pull back I guarantee you're going to follow through a lot more often. You're going to be a lot happier and you're just going to get better results no matter where you apply this to. Think of it like a spring cleaning of your calendar. Think of it like as a refresh of your plate. If we were to get back to those core basics, those core fundamentals, what are the things that really light you up? What are the things that add value to your life? What are the things that matter to you? And how do you make those the highest priority? Because what you'll start to find in a lot of cases is they're normally the easiest things 
to push to the side as well. You know, it's the classic veggies thing. Eat your veggies first. How easy is it to push them to the side? Fill your plate with other things and then go, oh, well, no room for veggies, whatever. And that might be all right in the short term, but you do that long term, you're going to feel the effects of it. That's where I started to get to. I started to get to the point where I'd been pushing my fundamentals, personally and professionally, to the side for so long that I started to feel the negative effects of that. And if you're listening to this episode, if you, if you and I are having this conversation today and you're like, man, that's exactly where I'm at. Like I'm feeling stressed, I'm feeling burnt out, I'm feeling anxious, I'm feeling exhausted and I feel like I've just never got any time in my day for the things I want to do. Here's your wake-up call. Don't wait for life to throw the push and the punch. Let this be a bit of a push for you to go, that might be okay during the short term, but you keep this pattern up, you are going to feel the negative effects of it and that's going to ripple out to your loved ones to your co-workers, like it's not fair for anyone to do that long-term. It's not sustainable. So again, taking this episode and putting it into action, I beg of you, even if you just start with in the morning, look yourself in the eyes in the mirror and say, if I was to die at the end of today, would I be happy doing what I'm doing? And if it's no for too many days in a row, do something about it. And then also take a moment to sit down and go, what are my fundamentals? What are my basics? What matters to me? What do I, you know, what lights me up? What's good for me? And start prioritizing those. Now, how you prioritize those is up to you. I'm a big believer in the resources method. Put your time, energy, and money towards them. As in, put them in your calendar. Pull out your phone, go to your calendar. Instead of just putting in work or other people's meetings or other appointments, put in the appointments with yourself, the things that are those fundamentals we, that you identify Put them in your calendar so that you know they're going to be done. Put your energy into them as in when you're there doing them, be present with them. Actually be there. Don't do it half-heartedly. Don't do it you know, with your mind elsewhere thinking of the next task. Actually be there for it. And if need be, put your money towards it. If health and well-being is important to you, show that in your bank statement because Money is just a tool, right? It's a tool for skin in the game. If you put skin in the game with money, I guarantee you are more likely to follow through on something than if it's free. So with all of your fundamentals, if you can dedicate resources in terms of time, energy, and money towards them, you're increasing your likelihood of pursuing them. And remember, the core message, the takeaway thing I would love for you to take from this episode is it's not about doing more. It's about doing less, but doing it really well. Thank you once again for choosing to invest some of your time and your resources. We just spoke about resources, time, energy, money. You're investing your time and I hope your energy into listening to this podcast. And that is a great thing to do for your well-being. It's a great thing to do for your personal development. The fact that you've made this a priority and made this a fundamental in your life shows tons about you. It shows that you're not just talking the talk of well-being and and personal development, but you're walking the walk. You're actually doing things to make a difference in your life. And for that, I'm so appreciative of you. And I'm grateful that I get to be a part of that journey with you. Now, speaking of doing less, let's put that into practice now. Normally, at the end of an episode, I'll tell you about all the exciting opportunities that you've got coming off the back of it and all the different ways you can move forward in your well-being journey. 
and they're still all there. I'll put them in the show notes. But today I'm only going to talk to you about one thing, and that's the wellness library. You know, this episode is now available for free with all our other episodes, as well as hundreds of blog articles, hundreds of videos um, in the wellness library, which is the free part of our online platform, Pocket Coach. So Pocket Coach is, what's the best way to describe it? It's like what Duolingo has done for language. If you're not familiar with Duolingo, it's an app that teaches language. Well, Pocket Coach teaches personal development and well-being. It gives you access to guest experts, tests, um, podcast blogs, articles, VIP content, guided meditations, all of these amazing resources and strategies to live a happier, healthier, and more fulfilled life. And the beauty of it is you don't have to consume all of it. In fact, we don't encourage you to consume all of it because you don't need it all. We're just talking about doing less but do it well. Pocket Coach actually helps go, hey, what you need to focus on right now in your well-being is this. Now, the wellness library part of it, which is the the blogs, the videos, and the podcast, it's 100% free. They're all there in one place. You can filter by topic. You can jump in any way you want to learn on the day, whether you want to watch a video or read an article or listen to a podcast on your way to work. It's all there for you to use. And it would mean the world to me. This has been a labor of love. This has been us recognizing that people deserve more than what's currently out there for well-being and personal development. People deserve a tool and a resource that helps them get access to great strategies that they can apply in their own life. And it helps just take away the guesswork and clear up some of the the muck in the well-being industry. So it's been a labor of love for myself and my team. And it would mean the world to us. You could jump onto it and take that next step for your own well-being and personal development because you'd know by now our vision is to positively impact one trillion lives starting with self. We cannot do that without you starting with self. We cannot do that without you getting access to these tools and resources to fill up your own cup, to look after your own well-being and personal development and then spread that positive ripple effect to your loved ones as well. So check out the link in the show notes. Make sure you head across to the Monus Library, sign up for free, jump in and use it all. And if you're really committed and really excited, you can always take that next step into the full pocket coach as well. But until the next time we talk, you know how we do this. Make an impact, start with self and be you.